0: In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for, and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. Welcome to the first episode of the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. I'm Rupert and I work for the University of East Anglia in Norwich as a higher education champion, where I help support young people to discover what they would like to do after their GCSEs and A-levels.
1: Hi, I'm Eloise. I work alongside Rupert, also as a Higher Education Champion. When we say Higher Education, we're talking about continuing your study after your A Levels or Level 3 qualification. This is either through going to university or doing a degree level apprenticeship.
0: Over this series, we'll have a range of guest interviews exploring all different aspects of apprenticeships, including the different levels, the application process, and what key skills employers are looking for when they recruit an apprentice.
1: Our first guest is the wonderful Jenovic, who works at City College Norwich. Jenna joined us to help shed some light on some common misconceptions we hear about apprenticeships and young people we work with. We are being joined today by Jenna Rich, who is an apprenticeship expert. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jenna. Could you start by telling us about your role and how you help young people discover apprenticeships?
2: Thanks. So my name is Jenna Rich. I work at City College Norwich as part of their NECO team there, and I am the apprenticeships advisor. So my role really involves talking to students either one on one or by delivering presentations to students as well. And sometimes that involves talking to parents too, just helping them understand apprenticeships better, the application process and
1: any other queries that they have really. Fantastic. What we've got for you today is 10 statements that we often hear from young people about apprenticeships and we're hoping you can do some myth busting for us. Our first statement is higher and degree apprenticeships are a way to work and get a qualification. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Absolutely. So
2: how we tend to describe it to students is by getting them to picture a triangle. So really simple. A triangle has three points, as does an apprenticeship. So there's the apprentice, which would be them. Then the employer which is the most important bit really so they have to have an employer and be um, in a job in order to do an apprenticeship and the third element of that triangle is what we call a training provider so that is somewhere they go to do their qualification and work towards the qualification element of an apprenticeship and in this case obviously with higher and degree apprenticeship so with degree ones that would be um, a university would act as that training provider and what would happen is usually they would spend sort of 80% of their time in the workplace, sort of learning on the job and, and shadowing and learning skills that way. And then 20% of, of that working week, which usually is equivalent to one day per week, they'd be going to university um, to do their qualification. So yeah, absolutely, they will work towards, they'll be working in the workplace and also be getting a qualification
1: at the end of it as well. Brilliant, thank you. Our next one is all apprenticeships are the same level. This is quite a common sort of myth, actually, which is great for
2: us to discuss today. So with the levels, it goes from intermediate, advanced, higher and degree. Intermediate is a level two, and that's equivalent to five GCSE passes at nine to four. The next one you have is advanced, which is a level three, and that's equivalent to two A-level passes or a level three diploma. And then you go on to higher, which you've got your four and fives. So level four is equivalent to a first year of a degree. And level five is the second year of a degree. And then you've got a degree, which is a level six. And then you've got a level seven, which is equivalent to a master's degree. So that year that you do after university. And really what level that someone goes for really depends on the employer's requirements. So in the job description for, for the role, the employer will set out what qualifications that they're looking for and the experience. So as long as the person applying for the apprenticeship meets what the employer is asking for in terms of qualifications and experience,
1: then they can apply for that apprenticeship. Perfect. That's really clear. Thank you. Next up we have applying for apprenticeships is like applying for university. Okay,
2: yeah, this is a really interesting one. So um, essentially, obviously, when you usually apply for university, you are applying to the universities directly, you are applying to a, an educational institution. Whereas with an apprenticeship, for example, if you were doing a degree one, you don't apply to the university to do a degree apprenticeship. An apprenticeship is fundamentally a job. That's the most important thing to stress. You are applying for a job first and foremost. So really how you can apply for those is going on a few different websites. So that would be the Find an Apprenticeship Government website. Um, Higher degree apprenticeships are, are advertised on there. There are some advertised on UCAS, but they are the employer apprenticeship jobs. And you'd have to apply for the apprenticeship jobs. You're not applying to the uni, you are applying to the employer. But some are advertised on UCAS. Not going to uni and milk round school leavers are other sort of places that you can apply for higher and degree apprenticeships. And the other important thing to stress here as well is because you are applying to the employer and because you're applying for a job, it's not like you're writing a personal statement like you usually would for university. It is definitely an application process. So you would need to read the job description. What is the employer's criteria of what? What they're looking for and evidence those points as many as you can from the job description and prove that you've got the qualifications and experience for that job so often when i talk to students we mention the point example impact what we mean by that is say an employer said they looking for somebody that was worked well as part of a team A student might say that they work really well as part of a team, that would be the point. The example might be during their A-levels, they had to work with other students to produce a presentation. The impact of that was that the presentation was delivered on time and to a high standard. So it's just thinking about that criteria for the job and making sure that that's referenced rather than doing a personal statement.
1: That's great. I really love that tip about how to answer questions in your application. The next statement is, apprenticeships are for people who didn't do well in school. Mm,
2: Yeah, I hear quite a lot of this one as well, actually, that there's definitely a a misconception out there that you don't need money GCSEs to, to do an apprenticeship or that they're an easy option. So in terms of this answer, really, that isn't the case. Apprenticeships are great ways to develop working in an industry and gaining a qualification at the same time. And they definitely aren't an easy option because you are working full time and doing a qualification so they really can be quite challenging in a good way they're really good opportunities but they are quite challenging they often ask for quite specific qualification requirements so you're looking at maths and english nine to four or five gcse's including maths and english nine to four and for those higher levels they're often asking for sort of three a level subjects or a relevant b level three qualification so They definitely aren't an easy option. There often is quite sort of strict entry criteria for apprenticeship. And then you've obviously got to be able to prove that you've got the skills in in the job description as well and work full time and
1: gain a qualification. So they definitely aren't an easy option. Thank you. I think our next statement goes hand in hand with the last answer. Is it a real job or will I just be making coffees?
2: Definitely. So it kind of, it does, it goes really nicely had in hand with, with the previous question. It is fundamentally absolutely a real job with an apprenticeship. So you are treated like a normal member of staff. So I actually started my job originally as an apprentice and you have exactly the same as every other employee. So you receive a job description, there's certain, you know, expectations. So you have reviews with your line manager regularly to make sure that you're keeping on track of your progress. You've got outlined duties that you're expected to to do Um, so it's definitely a real job you definitely are not the person you know obviously it's nice to make colleagues a cup of tea and ask every now and again but you're definitely not doing that all the time and you're also entitled to annual leave so four weeks usually paid holiday and you're obviously getting that real hands-on experience so as part of your apprenticeship qualification you need to evidence that you're doing those skills in the workplace so you sometimes have an assessor that comes out to make sure you're doing those skills in the workplace so you definitely wouldn't be able to sort of make the teas and coffees and be able to sort of tick that that criteria off and a permanent job isn't guaranteed at the end of your apprenticeship But it does give you huge amounts of valuable experience that you'll be able to take with you either if you hopefully continue with that employer, or if you go on to to other
1: future employment as well.
2: But yes, you will definitely not be just making the teas and coffees.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Our next one that I hear a lot. If I'm doing an apprenticeship, I won't be paid a decent wage.
2: Often, understandably, so a lot of people I talk to want to know um, how much they can expect to earn as part of an apprenticeship so in terms of salaries really for a higher or degree apprenticeship the average starting salary is often between 18 to 20,000 pounds so really not a bad starting salary at all and also considering the fact that as well as paying you for the job that you're doing you're left with no tuition fees the employer also pays for the course that you're doing so as well as paying your salary they're also paying for your qualification as well so It really is quite an amazing opportunity. And of course, if the employer decides to keep you on afterwards, which obviously we know isn't guaranteed, then you'll hopefully get a pay rise once you've completed your qualification. Or if you go on to further future employment with with another employer, then you've got a good qualification to hopefully earn a higher salary as well. So in terms of hiring degree apprenticeships, they really aren't a bad sort of starting salary at all, especially giving you qualifications
1: to to go on and, and hopefully earn more in the future as well. Perfect, thank you. Our seventh statement is, I won't be classed as a university student if I do a higher level apprenticeship. Is that the case
2: yes a lot of students uh, understandably like the university experience and they're wondering sort of how it differs really from from doing a higher or degree apprenticeship what i would say is the experience would be different not in a bad way necessarily it's just different obviously when you do a higher or degree apprenticeship most of your time is spent on the job so you'll be working sort of four days a week with the employer one day a week at university usually. So the experience is going to be different. You're doing a lot more in the workplace, but you still get all the benefits that a normal university student would. So you'll be able to use the library, all the university facilities. Of course, most importantly, you'll get that student discount card and you'll still get a graduation ceremony at the end of your degree apprenticeship. So it might be a different experience, but you definitely still get to be part of the university and, and get those university
1: Works whilst also getting on the job work experience at the same time. That's great. Higher and degree apprenticeships are for those over 18. So age is a really sort of interesting thing with apprenticeship. And it's a really interesting point to raise.
2: So any apprenticeship that you do, you have to be 16 or over. There is no upper age limit for an apprenticeship. Obviously with degree ones, they are usually asking for a level three qualification. So you need GTCs and a level three qualification. So really you're looking at being 18 or over for a degree apprenticeship, but if you were 52, for example, and you decided that you wanted to do a degree apprenticeship, providing you had thought sort of what the job description was looking for, then absolutely there's no upper age limit to doing a degree apprenticeship, which is lovely for those that maybe don't want to do a degree straight away or someone that wants to have a change of career as well. They're brilliant opportunities and people shouldn't feel they're limited just because they're not sort of in that 18 to 21 year old bracket, really there's sort of no age limit which is lovely because it gives
1: lots of people the opportunity to do a degree. I guess the only downside to that is it can make the positions more competitive. Yeah really good point to raise it it
2: absolutely does make it a really competitive area to get into so it is worth making sort of your applications the absolute best that they can be because people from various ages can apply and it is thinking
1: about how can I make my application stand out brilliant thank you next up is as long as I get good grades then I won't need to worry about work experience
2: yeah this leads me on to the point that, that you've just raised obviously good grades are brilliant so you know if you've got good maths and English GCSEs and you've got a total of five GCSEs including maths and English nine to four then brilliant and if you've got BTEC or A levels absolutely of course they look really good on your apprenticeship application but because as you were rightly just saying about it being so competitive that really it's about You know, there may be lots of other people that are applying that have also got those qualifications. So how can you as an individual make sure that you stand out? If you can get any relevant work experience within the field that you want to go into, that's a really good thing to do. Even if that's a day volunteering or a Saturday job or whatever that might be, getting some relevant work experience, as well as making sure your application answers can really sort of stand out from the crowd. And doing valuable work experience can also help you draw upon that in your application answers. But as I was saying earlier, using that point example impact um, when looking at the job description to write your answers really well, that does absolutely make you stand out. So we do sort of speak to employers that, of course, yes, they do look at qualifications, but actually somebody coming across as keen and giving really good application answers and showing not only do they have work experience, but employers also love if you have a hobby that you don't do as part of your course or as part of work that shows that you're really interested in, in that area. Employers also really like to hear about that and they often feed back to us that they really want somebody that is keen. That's the fundamental thing they feed back. So if you can email the employer once you've applied or anything like that where you can demonstrate that you go above and beyond, include some research on the company, email them after you've applied. Anything that shows you're keen and you go above and beyond, that really can make your application stand out. So yes, qualifications are great, but do other things that
1: make your application stand out as well. That's a really helpful tip there, thank you. Our last statement is, Getting an apprenticeship means I can stay close to home.
2: Okay, so it really depends on what level an individual is looking to do, really, for this one. For example, the Level 2s and the Level 3s. Nationally, in Norfolk, there's quite a few of those levels out there. But if someone wants to do a degree apprenticeship, in particular, there's not so many of those around in, in the Norfolk area. They do come up, but there's not as many of them as those other levels. So it's getting people to think about can they travel? Do they have the opportunity to travel somewhere else? Can they budget for that as well? Is moving away from home a potential option? Sometimes I talk to students who have family members in different locations, for example. So it's thinking about that opportunity. And if also they're doing a degree apprenticeship, they're going to be on a salary. So earning that salary, would it be possible to, to rent somewhere or, or move out whatever that may be? And doing research is, is obviously key. So in in terms of those websites I mentioned a little bit earlier So find an apprenticeship government website UCAS, not going to uni And milk round school leavers You can see apprenticeship vacancies on there And you can see them not just locally in Norfolk But nationally as well So if you can see the opportunities And where they are nationally You can also search for apprenticeship vacancies In other areas If you can possibly move Or you're interested in experiencing a different location You can search for apprenticeship apprenticeship vacancies in in other areas as well when you think about and you open up other locations you're opening up more opportunities to yourself in terms of degree apprenticeship you may be able to stay close to the home because there are some degree apprenticeships that come up in Norfolk if you can widen that search criteria and make other locations a possibility then that definitely helps widen your options in terms of
1: degree apprenticeships Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and shining a light on those 10 statements that we hear so often. Thank you again for sharing your knowledge.
2: No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And if people have any more questions at all in regards to apprenticeships, then they can always email the apprenticeshipadvice at ccn.ac.uk inbox. And I am more than happy to help with, with any further questions or queries.
0: Thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app you can also find us on instagram where we are at take your place underscore h e on twitter at take your place h e and on facebook at facebook.com slash take your place h e You can also email us any questions, requests, or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.